This is You're So Young, the podcast. This week starts our sibling special. My sister Vano and Tori's brother Steve joins us as they weigh in and share their explicit thoughts. What it's really like to have a sibling with a life-term illness. Okay, so, all right. So, yeah, so my kid's got a super spicy bottom, just like Josh. (laughs) And that's been an issue for me for a very long time, you guys. Just in case you didn't know. It's something I don't really talk about. But so well, we talked about it for three episodes. For three episodes. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, aren't you supposed to talk about that on this? Yeah, but this is like the time. Is, I don't talk about it in real life. This is the time to talk about it. So so what do you know about my spicy bottom? Bottom. Vada. <laughs> um, well, I remember... Actually, I don't really remember. I was somewhere... And when you were in the hospital, uh, like, for the first time, and I, I didn't really know what was happening, and it kind of freaked Oh, I was in college, I think. Yep. I think I was in college, and, and Mom called me, and I was really, like, kind of nervous that you were in the hospital for that long, because you were in the hospital for, like, a little bit, and, you know, it was just kind of scary, um, I guess, not knowing what was going on with you, or you not knowing what... Anytime, like, somebody has to go to, like, the emergency room, and especially, like, so young, I think it's, like, a little scary. And, you know, me and you being so close, I think it was, like, kind of weird for me. Like, I didn't know that, like, Crohn's was a thing, you know? Like, you definitely were, like, the first person to, like, open my eyes to, like, what it was. And uh, now my boyfriend has Crohn's, too, so I see it everywhere. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Yeah, you had college orientation. So it was, like, you were going through Oh, yeah. That. So you were, um, yeah. You were, yeah, you were learning all about that, but also like sending back, like you were calling me constantly, I remember. So you were worried. Do you remember what I did? So in college, I was um, a health sciences major and they made us do like a project, like a research paper at the end of the year, but it had to be like new research because technically when you do research papers, it's got to be like seven plus years old for it to like be like the background of like what you're basing your like experiment on and I remember um I actually did mine on CBD and Crohn's like what cannabinoids can do to like help Crohn's because I remember it was like at the time where like mom was like kind of sort of figuring out about like weed and stuff and I felt like if she didn't have like the scientific explanation it would have been a little like harder for her to be okay with it but I think just being along with you in your journey like I think I understood how much of a crucial role it played to like offset your symptoms and how much like it just helped you and your digestion because I remember like we went to Canada one time and you know you couldn't obviously have anything and You know, it was like, it just like your stomach was just like so messed up from not having it. And it was just like, 
I don't know. It was like the first time I really kind of saw it because you didn't really have flare ups. Like the only time you would have a flare up is like when you weren't smoking. So, um, but yeah, you were you were the inspiration to my college uh, final research paper, and I got a mm. fucking A on it. And <laughs> that's what's up. Great job, Josh. That's all because of you, man. It's all because yeah. you a spicy yeah. bottom. <laughs> you know what else spicy is because bottom. of him? Me. Because he would <laughs> smoke so much and we'd hang out all the time. We were, I was like socially smoking, like, you know, when him and I were like first realized that the other one smoked, we would like socially smoke together. But then it turned into like smoking all the time. And I got this really amazing tolerance from, like, being Josh's emotional support. So, like, but then, like, I remember being at home. Like, I didn't realize I had anxiety yet. So, like, I'd be like, man, Josh smokes. Because I used to think about smoking weed alone. And I would think about how it would make me feel like a crackhead. You know, like, just lighting up a bowl in my room alone. I'm like, oh, my God, do I need this? Am I an addict? Like, oh, like, I used to feel so weird about it. And then I was like, well, Josh needs it for Crohn's, like, I'm just like emotional support, like what a, you know what I mean. But then I, re- but then it helped me with anxiety, so like it kind of like worked out too. But I mean, that's I have you to thank for that. Well, I have you to thank for normalizing something that's beneficial to me, that other people in my life that's close to me just kind of see as something that's like a negative thing. So for a long time, for years, I was kind of combating that with myself in my head, just like. Am I a bad person for doing this? Kind of like, oh, am I like a crackhead? Like, um, you know, it really helps with how I feel when I'm trying to, like, like say, go to the bathroom or try to eat something. Because other than that, like, I'm stressed out. My stomach is like a, a ball of stress, um, even on a regular day. So just helping, like, even after that um, project that you did, you ended up telling mom, you know, like, hey, this is why Josh does this. I mean... Um, it kind of is like a don't ask, don't tell situation at home. So they know, but they, we don't confront each other. And once she kind of normalized that for me, um, it just kind of helped me be like, this is okay. And at times I still kind of struggle with that. Like, hey, is this okay? Even though I have a, a prescription, you know, I have a medical card, I have everything. It's still like, ah, you know, in the back of my head, it's just there are people still in my life. They're just, they don't understand to the point. So um, you're always second guessing yourself, even though it's something beneficial. Was it? Well, I think a cool. Oh, sorry. I, know. I was just gonna say, was it hard to get your medical card? Because I'm thinking of getting mine here in Florida, but I think it's expensive, and I broke. <laughs> so, so the whole process was like, um, I think it was like a hundred and something dollars for like a year, and then, mm. um, and then after that, it's it's kind of like they kind of combat street prices, you know. So, but at the same time, you're getting, you know, what you're getting. You're getting like quality stuff. Um, you don't have to worry because that's a, that was a big issue for me too. Like, where is this stuff coming from? Like, can I trust it? And so, um, it's I'm not sure if it's worth it for some people to go there up, but for me, um, I I really do find a benefit to doing going the medical route. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure, and I think that also helped mom like come a far away with like honestly. Like, I'm really proud of how far mom has come because, like, now she's, like, concerned if you get it for yourself. You know, she wants you to have it. And I think, like, coming from, like, where we started to, like, where she is now with it, it's been really cool to, like, see her, um, just see her, like, adapt to what's going on and not really, like, 
you know, because I, th- I think she could, you know, like, have a closed mind, and she doesn't. She's, like, really open to, like, whatever's helping you. So I think, um, you know, just being from, like, that traditional Caribbean household, it's cool that, like, it's so normal for you now. And it's not something that you have to worry about because having that is, like, enough to worry about. Because it's, like, even... Because like, I think every case of Crohn's is different, too, because, um, like, my boyfriend, Tori, he's also got Crohn's, and his is, like, way different from yours, you know, where, like, his, I think, is a little bit more severe. Like, he smokes a lot, but it's, like, he gets up, like, three, four times during the day. He's, like, constantly in the restroom, and, like, sometimes I don't think that he's, like, maybe not doing things to remedy it. Like, you know, maybe not eating spicy foods, and, like, you know, I know dairy is supposed to be not that great, and things like that, but, um, you know, even when he does, like, avoid it, it's, like, still, like, pretty harsh for him, and, like, things like alcohol like he really doesn't drink because it like really messes you up the next day so I think it's like kind of I I think it's sometimes a little sad that maybe you can't partake in things that you want to when you're like when you know especially like growing up like in college it's like you know like drinking is pretty much what everyone does and like to be maybe almost left out of social aspects because of stuff like that it's like a little difficult for sure I was telling Tori um that also, like, I drink on the weekends and I'd be messed up all week until it's time to go out again. And then I get messed up because yeah. I wanted to go out. Like, it was the college experience. But, like, everyone was good in, like, a day or two. Like, they sprung right back up. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, I am just... I feel like a, a train hit me, like, for five days straight, you know? And then I'm back out on Friday night because I wanted that. Because you're like, you really want to try to just be normal even though it's not... You just can't, you know? As much as... But you know what? Another thing I wanted to bring up is like when we're on, when we're on tour, you know. So Nirvana, um, she she sings and she goes out on tour. And sometimes I go out with her. Um, if I'm out for like elongated periods of time with her, I get kind of hungry, and my mood changes so quick. Like I'd be happy, you know, like shitting rainbows, and then <laughs> then all of a sudden I'm just. Like, I need something to eat. I'm just like, fuck this. We need to fucking stop. Like, there are like literally times where we would be dr- like, Josh is driving, and it's like within 10 minutes, like out of nowhere, it's like he's just like, yo, fuck that tree. And I was like, oh man, we need to go get a burrito, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the tree didn't do anything, Josh. Don't worry. You just need some bur- burritos. Just being a tree. Like right just do its tree thing. Well, um, Steve, what about your your journey with Victoria? Like, what, what were your earliest memories of everything? So, I, I'm gonna say before I jump into Victoria, I love you so much, Victoria. But uh, before yeah. that, I just kind of want to, yeah. Well, I'm just I'm saying <laughs> I care about you. things. So, <laughs> I pride myself on being incredibly uneducated, and I'm very lazy. I can't be bothered to Google things, right? So. The extent of my knowledge about the Crohn's world, uh, being a crony homie, is is what I've heard on this podcast. And and even then, my brain is super peanut. I'm not trying to be funny, guys. Stop laughing at me. Okay. No, we need the hashtag Crone. Hashtag Crony Homie. He's a crony homie. So I love that. What love I that. would like, what I'm requesting from the room to help me get on board real quick is. I want to limit it to three sentences. Each one of you has to describe to me 
what Crohn's disease is. You have to make it super simple for a baby brain like mine. I'm going to start with Vana. Yeah, I was hoping you would do that. So please describe to me what Crohn's is. Crohn's also known as inflammatory bowel syndrome is inflammation of your bowels. IBS. How did that happen? Josh. So it can happen um, multiple ways, like your diet, if it's really crappy. Um, through stress, it can happen a lot. Um, just sometimes in, it's genetic, too. Sometimes it just happens. There's, it's such a wide range of symptoms. Uh, when you go in to the gastroenterologist, they don't even know sometimes. Like, So they try to like tailor make um, your symptoms and how you're feeling to what to the best of their knowledge. And even sometimes they don't even know what's going on. So classic autoimmune stuff. We have no idea. We're going to guess until we figure yeah. it out. Okay. Bingo. Got it. All right. And then uh, T. Lynn. Oh, sorry. Hey, Vanna. Hey, what's up? What do you got? Oh, sorry. I was just saying it's also really common in dudes. Like, yeah. you will find a lot more dudes that have Crohn's disease than women. Yeah, three of my best friends growing up has, they had Crohn's. I just uh, realized that's super messed up the, the disease to choose dudes but okay uh we'll move on <laughs> dude you have no idea i was like i was like i was like i met tori and then i was like fuck you have Crohn's too crazy i already know about it i got you super helpful okay now my first rodeo <laughs> yeah I, I was like i got you i was like i won't buy the spicy stuff <laughs> comes full circle spicy um so <laughs> so victoria uh did you know lots and lots about Crohn's prior to J Money down here? No, the only thing I knew is that um, one of my ex's uncles had Crohn's, and that he had like half of his intestines gone. And taken okay, so pretend it. I didn't know this because I don't think I did. Which ex? <laughs> it was it the C guy? Yeah. Oh, we don't like him, but we won't we say don't that say out loud that name. here. We don't. Is it it's because name is the c word. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll just call him Voldemort. So Voldemort's uncle. Very sad for Voldemort's uncle. Yeah. Uh, but Voldemort, you kind of look like an alien lollipop, homie. In case you ever hear this. Um, so I never understood why they took away his nose. It's uh, I don't know. I think I got all this extra nose. Better. Is it like when you die, your nose falls off? Got your nose. Like, <laughs> like your nose and your ears fall off when you die because they're cartilage. So it's like maybe that's what happened. So he Doesn't died. He have ears? Or he, he, he he's trying to come back. <laughs> Josh just debunked your whole theory because he still has ears. Does he? Think before you speak. <laughs> what are you talking about? The Voldemort. Voldemort. All right. Oh, I'm sorry about the skateboard noise. So, okay. So now I'll go back to your question. I just kind of wanted to figure out. Actually, one more before I jump into Tori. And I'm sorry. I'm trying not to derail this, but I'm actually taking this education moment because I'm not going to read. I'd rather talk to people who have done the reading. Mm -hmm. uh, t is this what Jack has? Yes. Okay. So nephew Jack is a, is also a crony homie. Yeah. Okay. I, to I told him I want him to be a guest on here if he wants to be. Okay. And in, can I make Abby has IBS, I think. Yeah, I would love if we could make Crony Homie stickers. Yo, um, yeah. I'll there. slap those on every gas station. Boom. You want 87? <laughs> Crony Homie. Get educated, moron. Learn about <laughs> spicy buttholes. <laughs> I need a bumper sticker, guys. 
Oh, a good bumper sticker like your butt. Like it's. A, oh. I literally just bought a bunch of sticker stuff. I got you. Oh, I love this. Great job, everybody. A bumper sticker for your butt. A butter yeah. sticker. <laughs> what? The new trend. It almost worked. The new it was right there. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing that deters people from tram stamps is they're so permanent. But a sticker. Hey. A sticker. That's what I'm saying. You get to be froggy or, for a weekend and then go right back to your life. One of those tattoos that you put on. Like semi-permanent ones. Why are you doing Jedi hand signals? Because that's what you do when you're putting on the like the fake tattoo. No, Tori, that's wax on, wax, wax, on. wax, wax on. on. Okay. There we go. Yeah, excited. <laughs> All right, that's one point. That's one point to Josh and Vana for the uh, the competition we're in. Uh, I wanted one point for Gryffindor. Okay, no, Voldemort. We're <laughs> oh. yeah. What's going on? I'm definitely Hufflepuff. I don't know what that means, but look at me. You know, you're just a nice person. Hufflepuff when you uh, walk. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. I saw I saw this video where this lady like laid out a onesie with all four houses on it, and she let the baby crawl up to one, and that was it, like picking its house. That's actually kind of cool. Like you should maybe do. Not I, in this market. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not buying four of anything. <laughs> okay. I'm, I can make them for you. Done. Okay, okay, anyway, so back to um. Yeah, guys. by the way, I'm going to write a note quick because I have something to talk to you about at the end of this, Vana. Okay? Okay. But moving on. So, Victoria. Uh, so, it's kind of, it's weird, and I feel like we're going to be kind of similar to how Josh and Vana were, where it's so explicitly memorable for Josh, who was going through it, and it's kind of hazy for the sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm notorious for just kind of blanking out emotions and thoughts, and everything kind of just bleeds into one giant long year. So, I feel like you've just continually gotten worse this year. But I look back and I'm like, it's only been like a month in this year. So there's no possible way you could have accumulated all of this stuff. I really don't remember when your bones started being angry at you. I I can't I can't pinpoint it, but I, I want to say it's been – if you gave me a year. All right, on the count of three, let's both say how many years it's been. Right, But from when you started pursuing it. Not pursuing not, it. Yeah, like, I guess, like, when you were kind of like, all right, something's definitely wrong. Not like when you woke up when you were 13, you're like, oh, my bones hurt from softball. Like, I'm thinking, think when you started thinking, oh, shoot, this is maybe probably a problem. All right, on the count of three, say how many years it's been. Are we all rounding right? up? I don't, just pick a number. Okay. One, two, three, eight. Five. Eight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so that's what I'm saying. For me, I I just comp- if for I guess five is a good number. I don't even know how old you are, but five. So the I'm gonna say I'm, I really started the only time I really noticed it, and it's been tough. I think it's because you've moved, right? So uh, for the, I got everybody, it when I moved. Well, it got right. diagnosed when I was here. You moved five years ago. <laughs> Holy cow! All five right, and a half, so technically, yes. We both live in different states. Uh, I'm more in the northern eastern, and she's more in the southern eastern, which is like a two-hour plane flight away, so I've never seen her. It's been years. But except for holidays and vacations, that's the only two times I can judge you. And from my recent memory, you've just kind of been, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be eloquent in how I describe it. It's like sucky? Like your, your body sucks. You're super like, ow. And I think I first noticed it at Woodlock, and I want to say it's in the past year, but if I look back, it's probably five years ago, where you couldn't do all the super crazy things we do. Am I allowed to say Woodlock on this podcast? Yes. Yeah. Like, are people going to track us down and murder us? 
Maybe. I hope not. Okay. Not All right, I'm in. Josh. Josh is ready for the challenge. Like block it out and, like, instead of him saying woodblock, it's, like, a very obvious, like, ad lib that's, like, the camp. Yeah, Microsoft Sam's, like, stop and chop. <laughs> All right. So, all right, I'll, I'll, you can cut this and make it pretty, but I'm going to say I, the first time I noticed is when we were on vacation, and I probably said something super passive, like, hey, Tony, why are you so sad? And you're like, my body's angry at me. Something along those lines. You weren't, we, the vacation spot we go to, super, like, athletic, challenging, involves a ton of drinking, too, and all of those things subsided to some capacity, and now, with my big brain knowledge, it's because alcohol makes your bones angry. As well as physical activity makes your bone angry. Uh, foods you eat make your bones angry. And also stress. Uh, did I nail the the quad, the square of doom? Okay. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so Bye. I'm going to, if to answer the question in a super long, complicated way, I'll move it down to short. I don't know. I, I think I first noticed it on vacation where you used to be, I think I noticed your attitude more than your effort. Like where I read it on your face more than your body. It wasn't like you were you weren't participating in things you would normally do. And I'd be like, ah, whatever. Like we're getting old, and I think that's the part that makes it tough with a a thing that is clearly like, hey, um, I'm spitting fire out of my butthole, versus, hey, uh, my joints are ouchy and nobody can feel it and nobody knows. So I think it's more of an attitude thing for you, where I was like, hey, you're not participating in things. Maybe you're just getting old and lame. And I guess that's like a slow progression in my mind where it's like, oh, yeah, you're just like you're old as schmuck and you don't want to do stuff anymore because I'm there. But I don't know. Am I autoimmune? Probably. But in my mind, I'm just old and I have a patchy beard. You have have angry joints. What? I'm sorry? You have children. That's why. Yeah, but prior to children, I can can pinpoint the year where I started feeling sleepiness. It was actually my whole life. But 23 was the year I... It was my whole life. But it was 23. You know what I realized, Steve? It's like sometimes some the way you're like saying the story, I was like, damn, if people don't know Steve, some people are going to think you're a real dick. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, I am, but <laughs> I don't want them to no, think it's that. Like when you're saying like like funny things like, oh, schmuck or whatever, it's like, I get it. It's really funny. <laughs> okay, so how do I have to adjust how I speak? You don't. No, don't. You're beautiful the way you are. I love it. I'm telling you how much I love it. Okay. I I, think it's great. I don't want to become a target because I'm insensitive. No, 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 no. It's like funny, though. It's like very sibling funny. Like how self-conscious he just got. (laughs) Okay. I know. All right, so. I love all this. We're keeping all this. Okay. Uh, thanks, no. editing Josh. Oh, here, here's a note for here's a note for editing Josh. You're so pretty. <laughs> there you go. You can listen to that Thank later. You. <laughs> oh, you just made my day, Steve. Watch us his new text tone. <laughs> yeah, you're so pretty. In Microsoft Sam voice. Stop in chat. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm gonna say for UT, I'm gonna say it was more of like I noted more more of an attitude shift before I recognized that it was really like you getting more ouchy. And then the more and more I see you, because we have so much time between seeing each other now, like I just see you becoming more and more of that, I don't know, like 
like grandma like ew, like I don't know how to describe like your you know the claws thing you do and the the body it's like it now it's physical before it was like I read it on your face and now I can read it in your body uh, but I also don't know how much of that is just Florida and you hanging around a bunch of old people oh that's the thing you were talking about Vana with me being a bad person <laughs> I just heard it <laughs> No, like that shit is so funny to me. But to random David in Ohio, oh, no, he'll be man. upset. Yeah, I mean, I think Sorry, I think this is a tough thing too. So for anybody that's listening, hi mom. Um, so uh, the way I handle uncomfortable things is I think I just handle it with humor, and you I think are. that's why it's been tough with you, T. Is that it's like I don't want to see you not feel great and be happy, so I just continue in my mind i'm like all right double down joke a little harder make her feel good it'll tr- definitely translate to her joints and reduce the swelling and that's how my mind works and i just keep going with it and i go yeah just ignore the bad um but i think obviously you're to the point you can't ignore the bad and it's easier for me because i'm nowhere near you but i feel like if i was near you all the time obviously that would blanket onto me kind of like how vana and josh you guys went through it younger and and yes, you were separated, but then you you were reunited in the home for so long that you were you were able to witness it firsthand and maybe get that connection. And you were able to experience Vana. I'm ewing with my eyes for the people listening. <laughs> Vana, you were able to experience it on more of a personal level. Where Victoria, you and I, for the most part of your entire like I guess aggressive journey, we've been separated. So it's like, I have no idea what you go through on a day to day. It's just we catch up, and then you're just like me. You just kind of go, Yep, life's whack, bro. Drink a Coors Light. And I'm like, wouldn't that hurt your joints, though? You know what I mean? So I that's how I handle it. I don't know. Can we move on from me speaking? No, I mean... You know, Steve, I kind of, like, identify with you, though, in the sense where you're, like, far away because I'm feeling that now. It's like Josh and I have never really been apart in our lives. You know, like, the longest we've gone without seeing each other is, like, a month, maybe. So it's, like, kind of weird when you're, like, not in a situation and then when you like go back to it it's like you know it's almost like like you forgot it happened because you haven't been around it and it's like yeah you consciously know things in your mind but when you see it it's like a different story and I think like that might just have been like maybe tough for you to like also offer a support from so far away too because I think that's something like I struggle with is like how do I support him from so far away because like i'm not there right i mean and i i agree with that because you also don't want to be like condescending or belittling or you know checking up feeling like you guys are less of a human to some capacity you need you need your sibling to check up on you your younger sibling to check up and be like hey buddy you okay like i'm sure you would appreciate it at times but i'm sure there's times where you like you couldn't imagine hearing it so it, it is tough from that perspective too to just say like we want to I it's always on my mind, but I think it's just like anything else. I think it's, that's the tough part about this the diseases in the autoimmune world is it's not like so explicit. It's not like you could see it on somebody's face or skin or hair or whatever. You guys, it's under your skin. So like the world's able to just kind of ignore it because I don't see it. It's not real. Turn a blind eye. So that kind of sucks. I think that's the scary part of it too is like not not knowing like what it what was that like for like like Tori, what was your like time frame of like feeling like you had something wrong to like actually getting diagnosed like what like because i don't know about you but for me like i get super anxiety about things from like web ending and i'm like oh my god i'm gonna like die tomorrow so like 
how were you feeling in that time? Um, so luckily and unluckily at the same time, um, I kind of, I was only, I was diagnosed within months. I think I started symptoms in like April, March, April, May of that year. And then, um, I was diagnosed in, uh, August of that year. So Josh, you good over there? Uh, having a little technical difficulties. So I'm using Bluetooth headphones. Spicy what? Butthole. I said Josh almost showed us his spicy butthole. <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> Your computer fell down and we Yo, put some pants on shit. though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Yo, my shorts. Stories like RA stories. <laughs> 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 I didn't know if he was like this. You were testing Victoria to see how, how on track could she stay. <laughs> Not, <laughs> like great. This, this, Not great. Great thighs. Oh, you have God. really good thighs. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Today was leg day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. I, so I'm using Bluetooth headphones and they almost died. So I had to like switch. <laughs> that was my whole thing. Sorry, guys. Well, Josh, actually, too, because, like, now that Steve was saying that it's kind of, like, hazy for him, like, and, you know, it was hazy for me, like, did, was there, like, a period of time that things were happening? Like, because I, I thought I remembered something along the lines of, like, you were witnessing, like, blood in your school, like, the past three times you went, and then you went to the hospital, but I don't remember like exactly, and I just kind of maybe want to like um, ask you like what your feelings were when you were in that like limbo stage. Well, it's kind of like um, you don't want it to be real unless you like speak out loud. So I remember like the first couple times it was happening. It was it was very constant. It was like I go to the bathroom, I mean, like a half hour later, like I have to go again. And then maybe an hour later, I have to go again. And it would just, it'd be like that for like a whole week. And it wouldn't even be like a lot, just a little bit. And I remember it was maybe uh, like the Super Bowl and I was at my friend's house. And as they were all watching the game, I was in the bathroom. like, And I'm just like, shit, this is not, well, literally shit. Huh? <laughs> 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 I was going to say it. Another stupid idea. Well, shit, exactly. literally. Spicy bottom. <laughs> This is this is not normal. The spicy know, bottom club. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag join. But um, I I I would go. I was going to the bathroom. Like, all right, I have diarrhea. Like, it's gonna go away soon. Whatever. But um, it just kept happening. Um, and then I remember one day I woke up at home, and I just went and I just started seeing like little like things of blood. You know, I was like, well. Before that, I kind of had an issue where um, mucus was kind of coming out, and I was like, all right, maybe this is just something that will work itself out. So even so, you kind of don't even think to yourself, like, this is a real thing. Like, it's just going to kind of figure it – you're going to kind of figure it out. It's going to work itself out like everything does, you know, no worries. But that wasn't the case. And then eventually I was like, well, oh, my God, like, there's, there's nothing I can do here anymore. There's, I have to tell somebody. So then that's when I told my mom, you know, and then she's like, oh, my God, like, how long has this been going on for? So before we even decided to go straight to the hospital, which we should have, 
we went to like a holistic, well, yeah, like a holistic doctor, um, like this herbal guy um, in Queens. And she was in denial also. So it's like I'm in denial and my mom's also in denial that something can be wrong with me. So I'm trying all these supplements and things, um, not even realizing like you're losing so much blood. Like, like I remember I would get up and I just feel like passing out to just to the bathroom, like a couple of steps. And that was when I got to the point where I was like, mom, I think we should just go to the emergency room because I, I don't think anything that we're doing here is working out. So it's, it's really like, um, you're so in denial until like, well, for me anyway, it was just, I was so in denial until there was, uh, that was my last resort. I had to go. And I just remember holding my stomach. Like I was crouched into a little ball in the, in the front seat and I was just my, my lower, I had so much lower stomach pain and I was going to the hospital and they even saw things that they didn't usually, they're not supposed to see unless you have like a very uh, long-term like thing with this disease. So I had like a lot of hemorrhoids and stuff like that. And they were so big that they're like, why didn't you come earlier? Like if you're passing so much stuff all the time, like these things are not supposed to get that big, but it's, it's just my denial and my mother's denial and, and everyone was just in denial like at that point. So, um, that was my first experience, just realizing this is happening. That yeah, it's kind of hard to like, I think, um, come to terms with that, especially like when you're so young too, you're still like in this, like I'm invincible stage, you know, or like, I mean, I, I recently, like last year out of nowhere, like everything started hurting. And I remember people would say that shit, like, shit's just going to start hurting. But it's like, I was in denial that, like, that's where, like, I was in my life where I'm, like, having to stretch every day and, like, just to, like, upkeep my body, you know? And, like, now I actually give a shit about my health, like, more than I did before. And I think, like, I don't know, having that, like, invincible mind state, it also plays a part into, like, the fear factor of, like, not wanting something to be wrong with you, you know, and then also having like someone that you trust that's like, you know, your go to person, like mom, also doing that. It's like kind of like hard, you know, and I think, I think just like being from like a Caribbean household where like holistic stuff is really taken seriously, it, it's, it's sometimes like a cool thing. Like, I think there are some really cool holistic things that we've grown up with. But I also think it could be a little dangerous because it, you know, prevented you from going to the emergency room. And I wholeheartedly you know, believe. I think the cultural definitely played a part in that, too. So I think that's kind of like a different part that you, you probably have compared to most people. Because, you know, in our culture, there's so many things, this herb for that, this for that. Like, no one goes to the doctor. Like, talk to our father. Yeah. Like, he's... He's, he doesn't believe in dental doctors. Like, he has something for everything, you know? But, um, well, it's also, like, there's kind of, like, a fear in, like, the old-school Caribbean communities, too, to, like, trust in doctors because they're just, like, scared of, like, not understanding. And it's, like, a whole big fear of, like, the you know, like, they just think it's, like, a bunch of shit that they're giving you. So it's, like, kind of not having... I'm not saying that's how mom was, but I'm just saying that, like, you know, culturally, like, that's how extreme it can be it can be where people are like actually scared because you know they're like persons of color or something like that to go to the doctor so it's like you know it's it stems off in in senses too but you know 
I mean, even my roommate in, in like, uh, when I first moved to Cali in Sacramento, she has an autoimmune disease that they haven't even really, like, figured out all the kinks to. So her flare-ups are, like, really intense and they're random and they happen often. And it's like, you know, she's, like, the one at home, like, trying to get all this research done to try to figure out what's going on. It's like one of those shows where, like, they can't figure out what's going on so then you know um they like pull a bunch of information you know that that's what she's trying to do and like i think as like a person who is like in their 20s who's like you know like quarter life crises are a thing especially like with like our generation with like how much pressure there is like societal pressure for like money and stuff like that like to go through all that stuff but then also have like an autoimmune disorder it's like that's like extra stress and then i'm like to be honest with you most of my friends that i know i have like decent amount of friends that have autoimmune disorders and not one of them show it like i would never know like had they not told me or i didn't stay at their house for like two weeks at a time like they really tried to like hide it to like hang out and i think that that's almost something sad like it makes me sad that like my friends are like hurting when we're out and it's almost like they can't really like do much about it it's like you're you're on the way to it but at the same time it's like a daily battle and it's like every day you're fighting this battle and it's just I can see how it would get exhausting it's I think very similar to mental health I think it affects your mental health because you're you're you know like is is that a thing for you guys like do, do you um, my like how do you depression yeah Okay, so I had a really, really, and I don't think you know Steve, but I had a really bad weekend last weekend. Like, I had a friend in town, but I had just started PT too. So, like, yeah, I woke up sore from that. And I always would try to describe my joint pain as, like, when you work out for the first time in a long time and being sore. And then when I actually woke up sore, I was like, oh, no, this is, like, this is baby stuff compared to, like, the pain I wake up in and... I literally whimpered through every night over the weekend because I could not get comfortable with my pain. And, um, you know, it, it does affect your because then you're not sleeping. And then you're just like, you're just pissed. And then it's just like my depression was like at an all time high Monday. Like, I was like, I, if this is what the rest of my life is going to be, like, I, and if I try everything and I don't get relief, like, I want to be euthanized like I can't I can't live this is not living so and that's why Josh and I wanted to start this because we realized how many people are young that are dealing with this and it's like if you have a community that you can go to especially younger people and just realize you're not alone because that was the thing too for me right like I would want to go out I would want to do these things but I had an expiration date it was like Cinderella like gotta go been out for two hours I can't stand on my feet anymore because they're swollen and they hurt and I can barely walk like over this weekend I had a friend visit she had to help me get dressed some of the days um I could not I couldn't do it um and it's it was good because she's an occupational therapist so she's used to this stuff and like seeing things like this so I, I, di I didn't feel like I had to put on as much of a mask but you are, you're constantly putting on a mask and you're trying to like just be normal because just what you crave all the time too is just normality in whatever sense that is. Um, actually, while we're recording, I just had an old coworker reach out to me and I didn't get to read all of it, but it looks like she might be on the onset of an autoimmune, but 
she's like, I just want to, like, pick your brain about it. So I'll get back to her, obviously. But the other thing, too, like, I said this to Josh. I'm sorry if you can hear. I don't know if that's a dog barking in my complex. It might be. But sorry if you could hear that. But um, I was telling Josh that um, I was lucky to be diagnosed so early on. Um, but a lot of people aren't like what your roommates going through is very normal. It takes years for people to get diagnosed. And the other thing with that too, with autoimmunes, especially is it's not just one, it's, it's multiple nine times out of 10. Like for me, yeah, I have RA, that's my main one, but I was also diagnosed with undifferentiated connective tissue disorder, which means I have bits and pieces of other autoimmunes, but not enough to fully diagnose me with something. So it's, and then I just got diagnosed with osteoarthritis in my neck. So I'm just like really killing it. Year 30 is really dope right now. Um, but yeah, and, and Steve, you've been going through some stuff yourself. I know you're in denial, but you said to me when I was home for Christmas, is this what you feel like? And I said, probably worse, but yes. And you're like, this sucks. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't want you to have it. Okay, so yeah, uh, yeah. So there, there's a thing. I I can't say the full quote from my father, but I was often quoted as being the laziest man alive because I was always tired. Um, Every Wednesday, unlike unlike your cultural thing where you were like, nah, doctors, no way. We'll just plants or whatever herbs and things. Us, it was kind of like, yeah, doctors, sure, why not? So I I would say there was probably ten. To 15 times I went to doctors being like, I'm just tired. And it was bad because, like, I think in the beginning when I was younger, it was just kind of like, yeah, you know, you're you're young, you're going through puberty or whatever. Yeah, you're just – or you're you, – it was just so – it was so dismissive. Um, and then it hit the point where I was like, yeah, you know, you get in your own head and you're like, yeah, I'm just – I am lazy or I am – you know, I am just a whining. You know, everyone's tired. Um, but, yeah, now that I'm, like, hitting that point where I'm – I've – I, I'm still just going to remain in denial, and I'm going to bring up something that we might have to cut out of this audio because I, I want to just – why not? We're here. Let's have a raw discussion. But um, ah, F it. Let's go into it. So I – my biggest fear of pursuing this – now, I've been to rheumatologists. I don't even know. Let's say 15 different rheumatologists. Uh, one of them I pursued super heavily because they're like, yeah, one guy was like, you got lupus, dog. And I went, Nah. I went to another guy. He's like, nah, you don't got lupus. I went, I know, right? And I went to another guy. He's like, you might, though. So I went to a bunch of them. They were, like, up and down around lupus. And I just said, if you guys can't friggin' figure out what you're doing, there's no shot. I'm going, you're a professional, a seasoned professional, and you have no idea what's wrong with me. Why am I going to listen to you? So I've made it this far ignoring everything. But now it's escalating more or whatever. I've been the past couple weeks. Sucks, you know? Every day I'm just, like, curled up in a little ball, pain, little gremlin hands like oh my god everything hurts i'm gonna ignore it and that's gonna be my path forever um because i think i have a mild case if i have anything and a large concern of mine and this is where i'm gonna go to t definitely but josh i don't know if they i mean i would assume you went through some capacity to this i do we think there's any capacity of these doctors having no freaking clue what they're doing testing you out like a guinea pig throwing some shit in you Ooh, can i say that sorry mom throwing some <laughs> stuff in you and then and then now your body has awakened something dormant that maybe wouldn't have been touched, but they introduced some chemical into you, and now your body's bugging out, and that's just you forever. Mm. You know, the that's my fear. The reason why I started with... with RA is because of a chemical called birth control. That's what. That's crazy. Me. And that's definitive. Wow, really? What? 
Oh, there's no That's doubt definitive? in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind because I started birth control. Like I started a new one. I think I said the name of it. I'm not going to say the name of it, but it's one that was questionable. Had patents. Like su supposedly the thing was that there was patents that they had that um, others were trying to discredit them. Vanna, you might know there's a lot of commercials about against it. I know what you're talking about. How, how long were you on that? I was only on it for a couple of weeks. And, and when I went back to my gynecologist and I told her, hey, I think it triggered it, her response was, shit. And she left the room. That's what she, wow. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Instagram at You're So Young. Stay tuned for part two. And as always, take care of yourselves and each other.